This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. Ministering is the servant of God, the senior pastor of Metamorphosis Christian Center, Pastor Fumi Ashaolu. Remain blessed as you listen. Father, we appreciate you. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us together this morning. Thank you, Lord, for gathering us before yourself to look into the perfect law of liberty and be taught your ways, be directed in the path that we should go that is profitable for us. Lord, we bow our hearts this morning, O oh God. We ask that your word will come. Let your word find entrance, O oh God. Let it gain entrance. Let it come into us in the name of Jesus. We receive understanding. We receive grace, O oh God, to yield. Grace, O oh God, to be obedient to every word that we will hear in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Spirit of the living God, because you are here. Lord, we appreciate you for your innumerable company of angels that are here already. Doing your will, ensuring your purpose, your intent is fully carried out. Lord, we yield ourselves to you this morning. We yield ourselves. We yield ourselves. I want you to go ahead and say to the Lord, I yield myself to you, Father. I yield myself. I cast down every argument in the name of Jesus. Everything that exalts itself above the word of God this morning. I want you to say to the Lord, Lord, I cast it down. Lord, I cast it down. I cast it down. Every kind of argument in the name of Jesus. Everything that will say minus me. Everything that will say my own case is different. That is why your word cannot, cannot work. Father, we cast it down. We declare that your word is exalted in this place this morning. The scripture says you have exalted your word well above your name. And Lord, we declare this morning your word is exalted. Your word is exalted. We declare it is lifted high above our arguments, above every explanation, above every rebellion. In the name of Jesus, we are fully yielded to you, Lord. We are yielding to you, yielding to your spirit this morning in the name of jesus the word of the lord says come to me all you that are burdened all you that are heavy laden and i'll give you rest the lord says he's here to give rest he's here to give peace i want you to embrace that embrace the peace of god embrace the rest of god as you say yes to his word even when you don't fully understand, when you think you don't fully understand it, say, Lord, I choose your word. I say yes, oh yes, to your will and to your ways, to your word and to your counsel. We say yes, oh yes, oh God. And we embrace peace this morning. We embrace rest this morning. Rest for our weary souls. In the name of Jesus. Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai Father, we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt your word. We exalt you. We exalt you. We lift you up on high. In this place, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Jesus, we thank you. You are exalted, O God. Your word is exalted. Every argument is hereby dismissed in the name of Jesus. And there is entrance granted to your word and granted to us also. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare things that we couldn't do or things that we have stopped doing that we need to start doing. Lord, we pick them up again because grace is released. Access is granted us in the name of Jesus. We receive grace. We receive empowerment in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Because you help us, oh God, to recognize these abilities afresh. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. Amen and amen. Good morning, everyone. Please have your seat. Amen and amen. I want you to turn in your Bible with me to Ephesians 5. We'll read from 20, 25. We'll read 25 and 26. Now read from the New Living Translation. It says, for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Verse 26, he gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean. The NKJV says to sanctify and to cleanse her, washed by the cleansing of God's word. Amen. In this scripture, in this Two verses, I see two, th three things that are of um, concern to me that I would want us to focus on. We did a bit of this last week, but we'll go deeper this morning. The first thing is love. It says in verse 26, 25, it says, For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. So in this verse, we see love. And I would want us to drill down, you know, look deeper into this yet again today. And then we'll go on to 26. He said he gave up. In 26, we see the expression of his love. We see the expression of his love. He said he gave up his life for her. And then he spoke to her to cleanse her. I see, we see two expressions of his love. And in this, um, in this first service, I want to just focus on the expression of love. And um, the second service, I'll focus on the expression of faith as we look more in-depthly at cleansing by the word. But for this morning, I'm going to just focus on the expression of love and see if we can have it more robust than what we had last week. Amen. As we have us, I have us. I believe the Lord um, wants to bring healing to us in some ways. Healing to love expressions. Amen. There are capabilities that because of sin, the Bible says in the beginning it was not so. God never authorized um, divorce. He never authorized putting away of wives by husband or, well, it may be husbands by wives. He never authorized that. He said in the beginning it was not so, but something happened. We, we, we got into a situation where we, we started experiencing what is called the hardness of hearts. It wasn't there from the beginning. What hardens the hearts? It is sin that hardens the hearts. 
The word of God, the Bible says to us in Psalm 19, verse 10, that the word of God is, 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 is of more quality than gold. Amen. It's of more quality, of greater quality than gold. 24 carats gold is the highest grade of gold, right? We don't know. There is 18 carats. There is um, 22. 24 is the highest, actually. 24 is the highest. Um, verse 10 of Psalm 19 says, More to be desired are they, talking about the word of God, if you start from 7, 7 to 9, it says, More to be desired are they than what? Gold. Yes, much, yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Much more than fine gold. So fine gold, the gold at its highest level is 24 carats gold. That is the highest grade of gold. I don't know how many of you know the, 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 the cost of one gram of 24 carats gold as at today. The Bible is saying to us, that the word of God is what? Of a higher quality, of a higher value, rather, not quality, of a higher, of course, quality, and then, but most importantly, higher value than gold, than the purest of all golds. 24 carats gold is the highest quality of gold. 24 carats gold, one gram of it costs, I need to check very well now. I think it's 24,000 naira, if I'm right, right? 34,000 naira. Okay. I think I did my check like... Did you just check? You've always known. Okay. 34,000 naira per gram. Do you know what a gram of gold is? Look, think of this, a full sheet of paper like this. Full sheets. That is one gram. How heavy is that? It's not heavy at all. As in, you know, paper clip. You know paper clip that we use in offices? The weight of paper clip is one gram. The weight of one sheet of paper hmm, is one gram. As in, if you put it on the scale, it, it's just some, it's some scales that can get the weight for you. Several scales can't. The scale that you use, your bathroom scale, cannot, cannot give you the weight of paper. I hope you know. It's, it's a scale that, is, that has a higher precision. A scale that the scale that they used to weigh um, jewelry, yes, that's what can give you the weight of one gram. You don't find one gram on every scale. Not all scales can measure one gram for you. If you put bathroom scale, it won't give you anything, read anything. It's not touching anything on that on that scale. So you can imagine how um, how very light one gram is. And he's saying. 24 carat gold costs 34,000 naira for just one gram. One gram cannot make your earring go. So what we do, what people do is to add carbon to it. One, the weight will become more, but you know it's adulterated already. That is not pure gold anymore. It becomes hardened. When you have jewelry that they can, you know, they can make into hard things. You know, when you research, you'll be told that jewelry, um, gold on own is not so well for jewelry because if you have jewelry and okay this one is just plain but this is not gold <laughs> okay uh, if you have earring and all that you would like to put maybe uh, some other things on it maybe some other stores some stones and all that gold can't do that gold is very very soft so to make it hard what jewelers do is to introduce some level of carbon that carbon makes it hard I want to say to you that what sin does to us is what carbon does to gold. 
sin makes sin makes people become hardened in hearts. That's where I'm going to. The Bible says God did not authorize divorce, but because of the hardness of hearts, we got to a place where people, you know, began to ask God, are we going to continue like this? Can we, you know, this marriage, I'm tired of it. And eventually, the Lord permitted Moses to allow them to divorce each other. But when Jesus came, he said, in the beginning, it wasn't so. It was because of the hardness of hearts. It is sin that makes the hearts, what? Hardened. So when we become hardened, it becomes difficult to express some levels of love. Amen. And I'm trusting that the, I believe what the Lord wants to put his focus on and on this morning is to remove hardness of heart so that you are able to express love the way God has made you to express love. Amen. If you look through the scripture, like last week we said that, um, you know, I, I, I took us through four different types of love as we've seen in ancient Greek. Amen. If you, you know, in, in English, love has several meanings, right? You love ice cream, you love your husband, you love a pet. You love your job. Somebody can be confused to say, what exactly is this love? And there are men and even women today that are saying, is there really anything called love? Like love is a scam. What exactly is love? Because you see people say love for this and then love for that and love. And yet we seem confused. You know, there is, you, you, in English, you have several translations, several types of love. But in ancient Greek, and we know Greek is what... The Bible was written in what? In Hebrew, the Old Testament, and then Greek. So we took our time to look at what we find in ancient Greek, four types of love last week. And I just want us to zero in on each one of them this week and look at scriptures also. And also particularly say to you that the Lord expects you to be able to function in all. What did I say? God expects you to be able to function in all. Fine, agape is where the Lord is the overhacking expression of love that the Lord expects of all of us. But these other aspects or types of love have their own good parts. Amen. They have their good parts. They have their beautiful uses. And it is, you know, I know for some, some of us you might have heard or you know that you think it's natural for someone to um, exhibit eros love, for instance. Eros. You know, it's not natural. Some people have lost ability to. That is the kind of love that you find between a man and a woman. I don't want us to push, you know, for agape, agape, agape. And then some people on their marriage nights, they will need to call, put calls through to pastor. To say, pastor, you now need to talk to her. Amen. We've had experiences like that. That is where people have not been taught to understand that Eros love has its own place. And where it is seen as what? As sin. It is not sin. It is beautiful. If it is practiced within the, within the, um, you know, the confines that heaven has placed it in or he expects us to, be, to place it in. Okay, so I want to go over Eros again. Eros is that kind of, is, is, the, is the love that we said is based on, based on what? Desires. Fleshly desire between a man and a woman. Amen. It is the romantic love that we find between a man and a woman, and it has its own place. It has its own use. Through it, we see, um, what's it called? We see romance expressed, right? Through it, we see rep reproduction come to play. You know God made just one man and one woman. How did you think we've become 7.9 billion as of February 2022? It is through the instrumentality of this. What I'm trying to make you see is Eros has what? Its place. 
you have you need to have capability to express errors it is not sinful if it is used within the context that heaven has placed it in. Amen. The Bible frowns so strongly at marriage and sex outside of what? Marriage. But within marriage, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. It's something that is good. It's something to be freely given to, that we need to give expressions to freely within the context of marriage. Okay? So you have emotional bonding with with eros love, you have spiritual bonding also, right? When we do marriage counseling, we say to people that you need to become one with the person you want to marry in the spirit first before you become one in the flesh. When people put the cat before the horse, they have a problem. When people go into sex before it is time, before they are pronounced husband and wife, that is becoming one in the flesh first before becoming one in the, in the spirit, then there is a problem. There is a problem that the two of you just confessing will not solve it. Amen. That is why we encourage, do not do this. Sex should be practiced within marriage, not outside, not before, not one hour to know. It's important that we put, you know, the, the, the important things must remain important. Okay? So within marriage, Eros love is very, very beautiful. It's, um, you have physical attraction between a man and a woman. They want to get married. Eros is beautiful. Through it, reproduction is, we, we're able to have reproduction. You have 7.5, 7.9 billion people on the face of the earth. Amen. But it has to be, be, be one in the spirit first before you become one in the flesh. So I want us to quickly look at some scriptures. And as the word of God is going on, I'm trusting that the Lord will bring healing to hearts. I believe that is what he wants to do. First Corinthians um, 7, let's see verse 5 and then we'll see verse 8 and 9. First Corinthians 7. First Corinthians 7 verse 5 says, do not deprive one another. You now see in the, in the, in the New Testament, you will know, well, in the scriptures rather, you will not see the eros love um, in the New Testament, you won't see Eros love mentioned, but you will see it implied. You will see it implied, and so I'm going to give you some scriptures where this love is implied. But if you want to look for it in the Old Testament, you have Song of Solomon. Amen. What you find in Song of Solomon is purely what? Eros. And God decided to give a whole book to that. That is telling you something. What is it, what is it telling you? It is important. It is what? Important. No husband, no wife should say to his, you know, I just want to agape you. You know, there's no errors here. It is not right. If you knew that, there is, a, there is an advice for you in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 1, I think. Apostle Paul said, it is good. Yes, he said, now concerning the things which you wrote to me, it is what? Good for a man not to touch a woman. But he went on to say, but we don't want people going into sexual um, um, promiscuity, let every man have his own wife. Amen. He said, let everyone have. That is in verse 2. He said, nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. So there is a, there is a, there is a counsel from Apostle Paul. Verse 1, do not touch a woman and you will not touch a man. It's actually good, he said. He said, that is how I am. He didn't marry. He gave, but if you have crossed, if you looked at yourself and you said, no, 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 I can handle this. And you cross over to say you get married. Then don't say you don't have 
you should have errors and you should ex uh, express it well. Amen. Without denying each other. That's what the scriptures say in verse 8 and 9. It says, But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am unmarried. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with what passion. What I'm trying to make you see here is, Eros is implied in the New Testament. You might not have it mentioned anywhere, but it is implied. It is necessary, it is needed, it is of God. Somebody say Eros is of God. It's of God. Where the problem is, is it cannot withstand the weight of being the foundation of a home. It can't withstand that, that weight of building a, an entire family on top of Eros. It will come down crumbling. It can't withstand it. Only the love of God, only ag God's kind of love rather, agape love can handle that. And that is why it's important that you listen to everything and then make up your mind to allow the agape kind of love to be the foundation of your home when eventually you are going to get your home established if you are married. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. All right, let's look at Hebrews 13 verse 4. If we have homes here that are challenged, I'm bringing you the word of the Lord today. If God is your Lord and your master, then you want to say yes to his word. You want to embrace his word. Hebrews 13 4 says, Marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Marriage is honorable. Here we see Eros also was celebrated. Eros is celebrated. He said marriage is what? Honorable. What makes... You know, what makes for marriage, what is unique about marriage is that you are expected to find in it eros love. It is important. It is of God. What we are saying is do not allow it be the foundation of your home because it cannot sustain that. Amen. Amen. So you find, you find eros love that is of God and is necessary in every home, in every marriage. And the Lord expects us to keep it beautiful the lord expects us that husbands are not wicked to wives wives are not wicked to husbands in not expressing this kind of love god expects that young men young women that are not yet married do not find themselves expressing this kind of love the bible says do not awaken love song of solomon until it is it is ready don't awaken love don't put yourself in situations where this kind of love gets expressed by you if you are unmarried or between a man that is married and another woman that is married but not to themselves it shouldn't come to play amen Amen. So I just wanted you to see that, to see the beauty of this, if it is put, put in his own place. He has his own beauty. He has the blessing of God on, on top of it. Because we see that through it, the Lord multiplied, you know, Adam and Eve, and we have the whole world right now. So it's something that has the blessing of God on top of it, and it is not, it is not sinful. Amen. You know the way it is that when people think about, um, when we think about revelation, what comes to mind? People don't want to go near revelation because somehow we have, we have come to attribute it to, um, um, what did you call it? 666, we have uh, attributed it to, um, you know, um, end of the time when, um, when the beast will arise, when Babylon will be, it, people don't want to, but the truth is, when you read revelations, it says this is the revelation of who? Jesus Christ. How did we get to a point where when people hear Revelation, that's what they don't want to read? If I ask people here, how many of you have read the book of Revelation from beginning to the end? 
I didn't read it from beginning to the end also until this year. I read it in January because the Lord called my attention to it actually. But it's not the kind of love. First John, I know quite a number of us have finished First John again and again. In fact, the whole of John because that one is talking about love and love, love, you know, love in the family of God. How, how did we get to this situation where Revelation, that is the book that God told um, John, that this is a revelation of Jesus Christ. We have now, now, you know, attributed it to something that should not be opened. We have said what is there you can't understand. Who says? Amen. All right. The second kind of love that we looked at is the surge love. It's actually surge, but we call it surge. But that G is like J. Amen. That is what we find between family, right? That's what you find between mother and um, children, between a father and the children, or between siblings. And God expects that this kind of love also does not cease among us. We have people that belong to a family and they are, they, you, know, you have challenges between one brother and one sister. That is not of God. Because God expects that you are able to express this kind of love also. The love between brother and sister, God puts it there. That it should be there. The Bible says there is this, there is, you know, can, a, can a mother forsake a suckling child? There is a natural affection, a natural bonding that begins to grow. Immediately a family comes into play. It is natural and it should not be, um, it should not be um, um, extinguished. Yeah? Extinguished is to put out. It should not be put out. Do not say, now that I'm in Christ, you know, because they are unbelievers, because they are yet to know the Lord, or because they are not speaking in tongues the way you speak in tongues, they are not as, as, as you know, on fire for God as you have, and then deny that. Let repentance come this morning, if you have a shortcoming or the other, in that regard, between brother and sister, between father and mother, the Lord expects that these relationships are, you know, they, they, that they are, they are not hindered. God expects that the love, this kind of love can flow. Amen. You know, we don't find this in, um, in the scriptures, but we find, we find um, the absence of it in scriptures. Where the Lord says in the, in the end times, the love of many will do what? We grow cold. That is a sign of the end times. That is what you find. So it, people lack the ability to show family love because... They have come to end times and because sin has really advanced in their lives. If you find yourself unable to express this kind of love to your brother and to your sister, when she calls, when he calls, you know, there is something that rises on the inside of you. You are not free to pick the call or you have a lingering issue. The Lord would want you to address it. Amen. Don't say to God that you are, you know, all that you are okay with God. And then the human beings that you can't see God, but you're okay with God. But the human beings that you can see, you are not showing them the kind of love that God expects of you. Brotherly, no, it's not, it's not brother. We call one brotherly love. That's the next one, filia. But this one is the kind of love that exists, natural love within a family. You need to build it. You need to build it, allow it to grow. Don't allow it to die. Work on it. If you have a plant or you have a garden and you don't cultivate it, what happens to it? It goes off. Several, in several avenues, offenses come. Offenses come. This is a new year, for instance. Some of us have not had time to speak with some of our family members. 
Because some of us, like me, I had a situation at some point and I said, I won't call this person. No. I'm sure some of you will not believe it. <laughs> I won't call this person. I will wait for him and her to call me. But afterwards, I said to myself, maybe like, uh, where was that? Maybe last week. This is February already. No, we've greeted on the family group. Oh, you know that thing can be deceptive. You have greeted on family WhatsApp, but is it greeting? We have greeted, you have said Happy New Year. Everybody has said Happy New Year to you too, but I know I've not called. And I know I've called several people this year that people that I know matter to me, I've spoken with them already. I don't even want to enter February without speaking to them. But then there are some other ones that you feel, I'll wait for her to call me first too. I'll wait for him to call me first. You know, it is not being in the right. God expects you to allow his love. Let it be shared abroad. Amen. So family love is one of the expressions of love that God expects from you. Let us not keep building up walls between ourselves or among ourselves. Amen. Let the walls go down. Let the walls go down. If the Lord has an, a, a, a message to pass across to that person, it becomes difficult, for instance. If the Lord has a message and we have not spoken and there is a like, cold wall or a wall between us, you know it becomes difficult to now call and say, God said, the person won't take it. We make it difficult for the Lord. He probably needs to go get another person to pass the message through. Is anybody tracking with me? So what you call the storge or storge that should be natural affection between families, God expects you to allow it thrive, allow it to grow. Amen. Like I said, an absence of it, as we see in 2 Timothy 3, 3, and then you can write down Romans um, 1, 31. Romans 1.31, the absence of it that we see shows that we have come to the end of time and the love of many is already waxing cold. So if you find it in yourself, the Bible says, um, 31 says, understanding, it says unloving, unforgiveness, 31. It says understanding, untrustworthy, unloving. Amen. So you won't find this you know, such like that used anywhere in the, in the New Testament, but you will find the lack of it used. This is where you find one of it used. Unloving, unforgiving. These are part of the signs of what? The end time. So before the enemy gets you, get yourself out of that loop. Amen. Get yourself out. When we are on, you know, unloving, you, there is that natural love that should flow between you and your brother. You are more, you know, more at par with people in church, maybe in your office, in your compound, much more than people in, the, in, you know, in your family. You need to repair something. And the grace for repairs is available this morning in Jesus' name. The grace for repairs is available. Embrace that grace in the name of Jesus. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3.3. 3. You find it used again in that 2 Timothy 3.3. 3. It's a sign that we have come... Um, it says unloving, that is what you find there Unloving, unforgiving That is that family love that is expected again But found wanting Anytime you see it in display in your life You are losing your grip with life You are losing grip with eternal life You are losing grip with God You are moving far away from the supply of life Or your source of life, amen So you want to quickly run back By the time, you know, unloving feelings Start coming between you and your brother Because of what she said, what he said They don't understand you, they undermine me They don't reckon with me Is it because I have too much money Or I don't have so much of it Whatever excuse the enemy might want to give to you. Know that it's a sign of what? 
a sign of the end sign, and you are not supposed to be found in that loop. Amen. Philia is the one that is, uh, you know, all of us are is a general type of love that we see in the New Testament. We see it, you know, the, the, the Lord expects it of us. It is brotherly love. It is um, love that you have between friends. That these friends, at some point, self, they become closer than brothers. Amen. You know, the scripture says there is a friend that sticks closer to you than a brother. Amen. That exists where there is common interest between the two of you. And you see this expressed in Romans 12, 10. Hebrews, let me look at Hebrews first. Hebrews um, 13, 1. Hebrews 13, 1 says, let brotherly love continue. This is the love that you should find between friends. God expects that this kind of love is available amongst us. You can have like I said, agape is the overarching. Agape is the, should be the foundation of your expression of love. But all of these ones also have their place. They have their place. You remember that scripture that says, somebody that's given his life to Christ and now he's saying, what I promised I will give to my parents, I'm not giving to them, I've given it to the Lord. Do you remember? And you expect God to be happy with you because you are bringing it to God. God said no. Do not live undone at home what you should do and say, I've given it to God, so, you know, I'm okay. Now you're okay with God. But you can't be okay with God if you're not okay with people that God has put around you. Amen. Family is of God. God expects friendship also, which is where filia comes in. And you have Romans 12:10 also. It says, love one another with brotherly affection. Love one another with brotherly affection. Amen. So we see this uh, brotherly love between friends and it is expected it is expected it has its own place also friendship love friendship love has its place but we are saying jesus christ went beyond this he went to all of these other expressions that we've looked at we know they are based on words on emotions they are based on feelings but make sure the underlining one, the, the, the foundation of it all is agape that is, based, that is not based on feelings. It is based on what? Decision. You made a decision to love. Amen. You made a decision. The Lord Jesus expects that this kind of love is exhibited, you know, to everybody, everywhere that we find ourselves. And especially in these other areas too. Amen. All right. So I know last week I mentioned a bit about... Um, um, Gary Chapman and, his, and the five love languages. What we see in the second part of the scripture that we looked at today, the verse 26 of it, shows to us how Jesus expressed his love. The first thing that he did, the Bible said, he gave himself. Let me quickly give to you as a way of reminding you of these um, expressions or language of love, these five languages of love. Let me just Mention them to you so that you can refresh your mind. Amen. The number one is acts of service. Acts of service. I want you to write it down, especially the single people. And you should even find out what is your own love language because all of us want love to be expressed to us in different ways. If, for instance, what I love is that people do things. If you, 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 are, you are my sister, you are my brother in the house. The way I know you love me is when we can, you don't leave all the work for me to do. And then you are telling me, sis, I love you, I love you. I don't understand that love, for instance. You keep piling up work for me, you are not helping out. Some people, what they, what they, they, their love language is what? Acts of service. Do things with them or for them. It's an expression of love. Number two, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. 
As we go through the list, I'm sure by now some of us know what our own love language is. Some people have maybe two or three, but you have one that is your, your most, the topmost on your list. All of these things exist. You have words of affirmation. You have um, quality time. Quality time spent with me. You know, you have husbands that marry and I think... Um, um, David Yogicho had that experience. We read that book once. So I said he married and he put the wife in the house. TV was there, subscription, food, everything was there, but he wasn't there. He wasn't spending quality time. You know, if, you, if we would take it to some of these things and keep servicing our relationships, things will not get broken down. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because we can go. We can just go three, three months, four months without you touching base. You can't have, for instance, a, a pet at home and you are not taking your time to take care of that pet. It will die. But some of us go on a long haul without looking back, you know, in trying to, um, you know, um, touch base with the relationships that you have in the house, whether between husband and wife, between brothers and sisters. It is necessary for us to come back every now and again and touch base with these relationships and ask yourself, how are we doing? Amen. If we will do this from time to time, then we will save ourselves from some shipwrecks. We will save ourselves from some, from some problems that might, because you would have discovered it on time. So you have acts of service. You have words of affirmation. You have quality time spent with one another. Um, what else? You have... Um, Physical touch, you know some people as they come near you, they can't say too many things before they start touching. <laughs> you just know that this one, we understand. When the brother comes, we will tell him that this is, one, this, is our, this is one of our love language. Amen. You know, they just, anything they are saying to you, they are just touching and touching. Not for anything, but they are just, they just like, like um, okay, let me not say, you know, I wanted to just mention a child here now. As she's talking to you, she's just touching and touching you. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, you just, and it's okay. It's okay. All of us have different ways that you want love expressed to you. It's important that you know yours so that you can communicate to your significant other when he or she comes or if he or she is here already. You can keep reminding that you know, you know this is my love language. Amen. And it's also important that you know how the other person wants love to be expressed to him or her. Now, this might be specifically in the area of, um, you know, narrowed down to a marriage setting. So you have physical touch and then you have, yes, gifts. I know if I miss that out, some people will not say, they will not say hello very well at the end of service. <laughs> Some people just love gifts being given. And the truth is, you can't say you love without giving. I, I will question your love. You know, for some people, I, um, there, were, there were some people that were engaged at some point, and I asked, I said, do you people give anything to each other? One of, the, one of the parties told me no. I said, clearly there's no love here. Just go. Because even if there's no, I don't know how the two of you will not have, um, you know, giving and receiving of gifts as one of you. It's just... John 3.16 says to us, God so loved the world that he, he gave. This Ephesians 5.26 that we are looking at said, verse 26 says, he gave, no, Ephesians 5.26 now, thank you. It says, no, 25. 25 says, 
husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church. And he did what? Gave himself. You can't love without giving. You can give without loving. I hope you know. But you cannot love without giving. You just want to give. And it does not, it's not until you are able to give the biggest of all gifts, the most expensive of all gifts, bottle of Coke, just buy and both of you sit down and drink together and, you know, talk over sweet nothings or sweet somethings. It's, it's something. It's something, yes. So receiving and giving of gifts. And what I found out is Gary Chapman most likely learned all of these things as he looked at the love of Jesus with us. As he looked at how Jesus demonstrated his love for us. Amen. We see him coming. He gave the acts of service. He did some things. He gave himself. He died. He left heaven. He did some work, right? He didn't just love us. The Bible says we should not love in words alone. Jesus did not love us in words alone. Amen. So uh, for people that are married, people that will be married, and even as we love up and ourselves, you know, your brother, your sisters, there are some things that are pointed to the fact that you love. These expressions of love, you know, they come in different ways, but we should see them. You should have, you know, for, for you, you might be that you want to do something. That might be how you like love to be expressed to you. You love that you are in the house. The woman is not saying, I love my wife, and then he leaves everything for her to do. At the end of the day, she's so tired, she can't be of help to anybody, let, let alone herself. Amen. And then there can be trouble at the end of the day. Of course, married men understand what I'm saying. When you're not stretching hand in the dark, the person is too tired. But if you understand our love language, is love language to be, you give of yourself. You don't leave everything, pile everything up. She's the mother of the house. She's the one that should take care of the house. At the end of the day, you wear each other out and you wear yourself out. See, this scripture that was said, you know, this scripture that we read, Ephesians 5, 25 and 26, is actually not a suggestion to husbands. It's not a suggestion. It is actually a command that if you love yourself, do this. Love your wife the way Jesus loved the church. Be selfless. Be selfless. Don't think of yourself alone. Think of the other party. How does she want love re re related to her or released to her? How does she want love expressed to her? How does my husband love, love expressed to him? He might be the type of person that likes to talk. Can you give him time to talk? Or she might be the type of person that loves to, loves to talk or loves to be listened to. Can you give? Do you understand what I'm saying? Love will take some things away from you. It will cost you something. It can cost you time. Some people don't have a problem with money. Gifts. Ah, I'll give her gifts. But that might not be what she wants. She might just want list, your listening words. Yes. She wants you to just sit down. It shows to me that you care about me. When you sit down with me and we can talk. Do you understand what I'm saying? That might be what the woman is saying. When you spend time with me, I believe I'm important to you. But when you and then our children also say that. When you don't have time to spend with the children, you know you are communicating something to them. Whether you like it or not, people you, you, you love, you want to spend time with. And that is part of the reason why we are encouraged as Christians, take time to talk to the Father. Take time to look into the perfect law of liberty. Look into the scripture. Learn the ways of God. Stay close to God. You can't say you love God 
He doesn't hear you. You don't come to him. They don't see your brake lights in heaven. They don't know the last time you came except when you blow good morning in the morning and at night you say, Father, thank you. As I go to sleep, just be with me. You are not spending time. Something is wrong with that love life or love relationship. Don't you agree with me? Quality time is part of what we show, not only to human beings, even to God. Jesus came here. He was with the disciples. He wasn't always in one room praying and praying and locked away. He stayed with them. He was with them. Amen. So your kind of love that does not share time with people is questionable. So spending quality time is part of how we express love. This is part of how we see God express love to us also. Amen. As we go into the second service, we'll, I, I believe we'll be able to look at that word. I want to look at the second part of this um, scripture, which is the verse 26, that talks about, you know, cleansing now with the water, washing of the water by the word. We want to look at the meaning of cleanse. Three ways that the word of God can cleanse you. Amen. But I want us to have this as, as, the, as, the, um, you know, as the foundation. But I just, I just don't want us to move away from this scripture because it talks about love and there is need for us to understand love from God's point of view, understand the different aspects of love and receive grace to be able to express these different kinds of love. I want you to bow, bow your heads and talk to the Lord this evening. I believe strongly that the Lord brought this word for healing purpose. Healing purpose. You have become incapacitated, unable to express, you know, one or two of this kind of love. I want you to receive the healing balm. Receive the healing power of God this morning in the name of Jesus. I want you to receive that healing ability. The healing power that resides in the word of God. Say, God, I receive this healing power to show love as you have ordained in the name of Jesus. To express love. If there has been anything that's been up, your, up you know, in your heart, something that you need to let out, it's either you completely give it up or you talk to the, whoever it is that has offended you but do not allow you know hardness of hearts to begin to set in do not allow the roots of bitterness to begin to set in we cannot say we love god that we don't see and then we are we are we we, are, we become incapable of expressing love to the men the women your brothers your sister your friend that you see there might be a you know a relationship between you and your friend might have become strained God is behind friendly love. He is behind filia, love between a friend and another friend. If in whatever way you have been hurt, you have, been, you have become pained, you know, a level of bitterness has set in, I want you to set yourself free this morning, even as you say yes to the word of God, as you ask the Lord for help this morning, ask God to come to you, ask God to grant you grace to let go, in the name of Jesus, let go of every bitterness, every offense, everything that has made you incapacitated to show the love of God in any of these ways, whether you want to show errors between you and your husband, or even if you are not yet married. But you know, there are some people that are not yet married, but Eros love, it, except if God has called you, you know, to be an Enoch. The Lord has called you not to, be, not, to be, not to be married. But some people are just so afraid of it. Instead of philia, some people have phobia. Philia is the kind of love that just attracts men, attracts, there's, there's that 
attraction that you have between a friend and a friend. But where in its place you have phobia, you have fear, it is not of God. The Bible says fear has torments. You don't want that. You are afraid to be committed to a man, afraid to be committed to a woman in marriage. It is not of God. And I want you to receive healing this morning in the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Lord to help you. If you want me to pray with you in any of these categories, I want you to just lift up your hands and I pray with you. Is anybody, are you incapacitated in any of these ways and you need the Lord to just touch you? You need the power of God to reach out to you and you want me to pray with you? Let me see your hand up and I'll just pray with you. If you need help in any of these areas, Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we give glory to you this morning. We bless you for bringing us your word. Thank you, Lord, for coming to us. Thank you for helping us to see the beauty in all of the other kinds of expression of love and not just agape alone. Father, we receive healing in our bodies. We receive healing in our souls, especially in the name of Jesus, where there has been scars, Lord, where there has been wounds. Lord, we receive your balm upon our souls right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that we become healed. Your people become healed. We become healed and we have the evidence of being able to express all of this kind of love rising up from here without hindrance in the name of Jesus. Thank you because your word says we can do all things. As we receive healing, indeed we'll rise up to be able to express our love unhindered in the name of Jesus. Thank you our God for we've prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. This message is brought to you by the Metamorphosis Christian Center, Abuja. We believe you were blessed as you listened. Join us for a Sunday service at Metamorphosis Christian Center, Stanford Dialysis Building, beside Africa International College, opposite Sun City, Kaura District, Abuja. You can link with us on Facebook and YouTube at Metamorphosis NG. Metamorphosis Christian Center, reaching, raising, releasing.